0: Hello, and welcome back to clear to close. We've got a good one today. We have the top five mistakes that buyers are making. And this is going to, of course, be going a little bit off of what's happened over the past two to three years from 2019 to, uh, to today. Uh, but also we want to talk about some of these mistakes that you might see start changing and what buyers need to watch out for over these next few years as the market is making its shift. Uh, Anyways, Ryan, what's the number one mistake? Or what's what's our first mistake that we have on the list? Yeah, I I think the number one mistake buyers make
1: is not getting pre-approved. I mean, obviously I'm a lender, so that's the first thing I'm gonna talk about, but it's crucial when you start your home buying process. Because if you don't know what you can qualify for, how are you shopping for a house? You wouldn't do this with a car, you wouldn't do this with anything else, but we do it with houses all the time where people get excited, I finally wanna buy, my lease is gonna expire, all those things, they start running out looking at houses. And I can't tell you how many times people get disappointed when they go out and look at a 500,000, 600,000 million dollar home and they can't get approved for it. Why would you set yourself up for that type of failure? And I would also add to that is they wait too long or they don't want to pull their credit. I can't tell you how many times people, well, I don't want to pull my credit yet. That is such a crucial part to get started. Do that first because there's so many times where their credit score, maybe is just a little low we have these 20 point tiers on credit rates and things like that and if you're a 719 you get a different loan than if you're a 721
0: well and right those now, are only really two points if everybody's worried about the interest rates increasing wouldn't you want to get your late your rate locked in i mean how, how far yeah. out in advance can you get a rate locked in? yeah for?
1: almost every lender's come up with, with some sort of term a lot we call it lock and shop where you can actually lock your rate before you even find your home okay that allows you time to shop and find the home. So a lot of lenders, because of how volatile rates have been, they've come up with these programs. Now, they are more expensive than if you've already found a home or you're, you are yeah. you can close sooner, yeah. but at least locks it in regardless of what happens to rates. And they can go out as much as 120 days or
0: longer to find and actually close on that home. Well, that could be huge right now, because, totally. especially let's say, OK, we get to election season here and, and maybe you want to make sure to lock in your rate right before that election season so that after election season, sometimes you never know what's going to happen with, with rates, with everything yep. going on. Things are usually a little volatile around that, around that time. So I think using those rate locks is, is, is a big deal. I think we did that on my house for a little while, yep. um, which I'm glad because we got it in yeah. <laughs> late December of, of last year and pretty much January 1st, it all changed. So, yes. yep. um, so yeah, rate locks, getting in touch with a lender who actually um, works, on your side. And Mm. I I see that a lot is with lenders. They're, they're putting people in programs that just profit the lender more. They, they're not really the best thing for them. that's one Mm. thing I've liked about working with you is that uh, when you and I work together, I said, Hey, okay, I'm going to put X amount down. And he said, Hey, let's look at some other options too, because if you maybe even put less down, maybe we buy out mortgage insurance instead, your monthly payments actually going to be nearly the same as if you would have yeah. put all this extra money down. So yep. um, so sometimes you really want to make sure that A, you're talking to the right lender, and sometimes you just need that second opinion. Yeah. Um, I, I will just add to what you're saying about getting pre-approved is don't look on the online mortgage calculators off of Google and just expect that to be yeah. what your payment's going to be.
1: Yeah. And there's so much more that goes into the payment. You want a full breakdown. And not only that, there's benefits and disadvantages with every loan program out there. You want to have two or three different options. Yeah. And that's where sitting down with somebody first before you already get set on a house. We have such a microwave society now. Once people decide they want to buy a house, it's like that weekend they find one and they're ready to close. Yeah, And it's like wait a minute, let's spend a little bit of time. If your lease is going to expire in the next 90 days, start looking at the loan. Don't wait till you're 30 days out or two weeks out thinking that it's just going to happen overnight. There's there's inspections, there's appraisals, there's title work. There's a lot of things that kind of go into those contracts. They usually are 30 days out. If anything, it's better to close and still have maybe a week to move out of your house or even two weeks to move out of your rental than instead of having to be out, sell, close. I'm amazed at the stress people add by just not spending a little extra time doing it a little bit sooner and so many people are so worried about pulling their credit yeah and i get it it dings your score a little bit one or two points depending on how often you pulled your credit but if that, you're waiting that's to big do that fear
0: people have
1: it really it's amazing yeah. how many times i've seen it or oh i've already pulled it with a lender i don't want to pull it again yeah. but wait what do you how do you know if
0: you're getting the best loan or best options or it's best so terms? little how much it actually affects it totally that, and, and in the long run it actually is going to help it because you you're adding to your credit you're you're you want these new loans you want you want stuff on your credit score because it's going to help as you make these payments so
1: and i can't tell you how many times we can help your credit by just knowing why the score is the way it is and making little tweaks because now we have the time to do it i can't tell you how many times people are like man we're just barely below a better tier or a better program or cheaper mortgage insurance or all the things that factor in if we just would have had another month Another 30 days to go through one full cycle of the credit bureaus to get that score to the next tier. So starting early is crucial, knowing exactly where you're at. Now, I've had times where we start early and didn't make a difference, but more times than not, starting that 30 days extra can be crucially huge if you're trying to end either by locking in the rate, like you talked about earlier, or just be able to tweak that credit just enough to get into the next tier. Sometimes it doesn't affect the rate all that much, but it can open up a whole new program or makes the mortgage insurance cheaper because that's another factor that ties into the score. So that's the number one tip. Just get pre-approved, but just do it a little bit sooner. Don't wait till you're 30 days at the end of your lease. right? Because finding a house, closing, moving, packing, all that in that time frame is way more stressful than it needs to be if you just start just a little bit sooner. So I would say that's number one. Uh, number two, and we'll talk with Carson about this a lot, not using a buyer's agent. I'm amazed at how many times people will go to a for sale by owner or a listing or see it on Zillow or see a house sign pop up in their neighborhood and they just use the listing agent when the contracts that they have are already built in to cover the commission. And you know, I, I'm amazed how many people don't realize this, but if you're using the listing agent They represent the seller. Yeah, What's the seller's goal on this thing? To sell it for as much as they can use a buyer's
0: agent. Here's here's the issue with it, is that um, I I see this especially now when people are doing new construction. Hmm. Uh, A lot of these uh, builders are literally doing everything they can to make sure that their buyers are not using some other agent. Hmm. They want them using the agent that's representing them. Uh, Big red flag, and I could tell you, more times than not and more uh, more often than i see um buyers using a using the builder's agent usually those contracts are written much more in favor of the builder Mm. uh because the builder is the one writing those contracts yeah you're not using the utah state forms you're not using the uh uh, anything that is going to be helping you and it's more going to be helping that builder out so what i would what i would watch for is when you go into these open houses or you go into say a model home you're going to get a lot of builders saying oh i'll sign your name here and then all of a sudden when you get ready to write a contract with them and you bring your agent they say oh well because you sign your name right there well we're, you don't get to use your age now you have to use us mm-hmm. which is a joke first of all it's uh in my opinion Builders shouldn't be allowed to do that. I don't know why they can do that. Yeah. Um, but what I would always do is if you're ever going to go see uh, a model home, whether it's with your realtor or not, make sure that if they ask you anything or if you ever sign anything right on that piece of paper, wherever it's going to be, that your agent is blank. Okay. Uh, even if you really haven't even talked to your agent a whole lot about it yet, make sure you have on there that you're working with so-and-so some, some agent, right? because what will happen is then as soon as you write your name without that the builder says hey you're working with me and my agent you're not going to be able to use your own we're not going to pay your 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 own agent anything so now all of a sudden you've got the builder's agent who is representing the builder and you're just the buyer that's there they're not representing they're not here to work in your favor because that agent is working for the builder for I mean, 50 to 100 transactions, they might get you for one. So they don't really care too much about the right. service that they're giving to you. They want to impress the builder.
1: Yeah, and it's something where obviously they're going to try to do the best job that they can for all clients involved. But when it comes to an issue, when it comes to something going wrong, which side are they going to take? They're going to have to take the one that they're representing in the contracts. And that's where the listing agent, whether it's a builder, a seller, that type of thing, their responsibility, if there is that situation, they're obviously gonna try to be as good to both sides as they can, but when it comes down to it, a buyer and a seller have completely different ob- objects. Yeah. One wants the most for the home, one wants the least for the home, Yeah. whether it's new yep. or old or whatever it is. And eventually that there is a line where those two butt together. Yeah. Now, most of the time you can come up with a number that everybody's happy with, that's the whole idea for these negotiating on these contracts. But if the same person that's doing the negotiation is negotiating both sides, they're gonna lean one way. Why not have an agent that leans your way, Yeah. not only for the builder. And like you said, that happens even with the lenders. we mentioned builders, usually we'll have agreements with lenders to have them represent and give free stuff and things like this. But again, that's the hand that's feeding them all yep. these transactions. You, there is some streamlining in that there is some benefits with that. But I see too many times that people feel just handcuffed and almost forced to use that lender. Right. Like you said, they feel forced to use that agent, how it's still allowed has just been written in the law and nobody's fought it because of lobbying efforts and laws that are on the books. I mean, it comes up every couple of years to try to get rid of some of those things, but it doesn't hurt to get a second opinion. Worst case I've seen though, you get a second opinion that builders lender will match it. So still get a second opinion. Yeah. Even if, even if they handcuff you with countertops or free upgrades or whatever that they throw at you still go get a second opinion worst case you'll get a better loan or best case that lender will match it which is usually what ends up happening so a lot of
0: times they just increase
1: their rates to make up for uh for what they're matching it with and they're not doing it for free they're not they're they're not covering that stuff now some of of it's built in to marketing efforts that they would spend on other areas so that's what that's how they kind of get away with it but it is something where use get your own representation on the yeah. loan and on the contract yeah
0: absolutely and what what i would add to to using a buyer's agent myself is is have have an agent who can get you on a website that is an unbiased website mm. right uh you've got buyers out here using zillow trulia a lot of websites that really are not meant for uh meant for an actual sale they're meant to go on there and look at houses and see what houses are worth right yep so uh like like with team honey right now we we uh, have a a website it's called myhomefinderutah.com and it's an unbiased website but the thing is nearly every realtor that you ever talk to especially a buyer's agent they're gonna rather you go work on another buyer's agent's website than work on zillow or realtor.com or some of these others now with that said i mean realtor.com have had a lot of success with that i love realtor.com i highly recommend realtor.com over over zillow but above that use a website that's more of a local website Mm. and the reason is i'm taking from every other agent here in town i'm taking every single one of their listings and put it all in the same place you can go on there and you you can schedule appointments directly with your agent Um, so try that go to myhomefinderutah.com and see that you can schedule your appointment right away. You can, uh, there's a, a mortgage calculator in there that goes directly to Ryan. So you can see mm-hmm. when you're going to, uh, uh, when you're going to find that house, what are you going to be paying for it? Mm-hmm. And Ryan can get in touch with you. I can get in touch with you to actually get it working. So
1: I, I think that's a huge point because Zillow, I I've seen sometimes where Zillow just has old listings that aren't even there anymore, yeah. or that are way out of date or that aren't as local, or you miss opportunities for homes that aren't put on those sites, especially yep. Utah with non-disclosure rules. Utah's got some rules when it comes to that yep. that makes Zillow even less effective. Realtor.com is better because it's more the agents making sure their stuff's put on that site, where Zillow, there's really yep. a sense that some agents don't want to use Zillow at all, so they don't even put it on there, yep. and they don't tie directly into the multiple listing service in Washington County. So I agree, a local website that's managed every day, checked on every day, is going to be a lot better than just the national. The national For one sure. will get you an idea of what's out there in your price range, but you, I guarantee you, you're not going to get all the homes yeah. on Zillow. You're gonna miss a home that you may actually wanna buy.
0: And a lot of the times on Zillow, it doesn't show up as pending for another week after it's actually been yeah. pending. So you fall in love with this house, it's actually already sold, sorry. But the other way around, I've seen homes that are on there, they'll
1: all of a sudden just start calling me like crazy. We check yeah. and it's a listing that's like five years ago. And it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, everybody wants to buy it.
0: It's 100 grand, it's no, <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. <laughs> well, and, and you, you see a lot of these that, you get your listing active and all of a sudden it takes a week before it's even on, on Zillow. So mm. you might be late to the game, seeing these houses on Zillow. When if you're using those, uh, those websites that an agent has that an agent is constantly updating, yeah, yeah. you're getting houses the second that they hit the market. Yeah, that's a good so, point. but all names, three names, Hannah Knoxon, Christine Hansen and Shannon Cates. So we'll put their contact information in here. Those are three of our buyers agents at Team Honey. I specialize a little bit more in in sellers and listings, but I would very much encourage you to look up Hannah, Shannon and Christine, Hmm. give one of them a call or give all three of them a call and see which one you like to talk with a little bit more. Uh, But all they do, all day is sit on their computers and look at what houses are coming out. And once they see a great house that just hits market, they go check it out. Mm. So that way you've got more eyes looking for houses for you and they're actually seeing them in person. So rather than you just say, "Oh, this house looks good. Well, you call up Hannah and Hannah says, yeah, it's great, but I was actually in there and they've got mold coming through the, mm. through the ceilings uh, and you've seen what's happened in the backyard. So have, somebody that you're working with who's going to be active like that and not just okay i'm going to email you a couple houses because those emails are automatic you're not doing anything you set up a search in two minutes and it's done have somebody who's actively looking going and seeing the houses and then who's willing to say hey you know what i know you live in LA, but I'm going to go to the house and we're going to do a FaceTime showing with you so that you can still see it, even though you're there in LA. Yeah, that's a great
1: point. So we're talking about the five mistakes that buyers make. Number one, not getting pre-approved. Number two, buyer, not using a buyer's agent. Let's go into number three. This is a big one for me. This is not getting a home inspection. Oh my goodness. This is such a big one. And I, it's funny. I don't think I've seen very many home inspections in my career that are complete deal killers. Now they happen, Yeah. but most of the time there's always something wrong with the house. I don't care if it's brand new or 50 years old, a hundred years old. There's always something now, whether it's a big deal or not is really up to you, but I've never seen a home inspection, not find something wrong with the house. And most of the time it can be easily fixed or it can be a negotiating tool to say, either fix it or lower the price of the home. You always get your value out of a home inspection.
0: Is it just me or do people not get home inspections because they're afraid of what it's going to say?
1: I think, I think that sellers sometimes builders, especially discourage people from doing it by yeah. offering other things. Oh, it's new. You won't need one Yeah, because they, they know they don't want to find something wrong, but yeah. I, I can't tell you how many times now I think in St. George. There's a couple things I think they put on every single home inspection. There's a broken tile somewhere on the roof, which is, I think it's just stamped on every one of the home inspections and the, the bug guards, there's these little rubber things that go around the doors, you know, for insulation and just bug guards. They wear out very quickly. Not that it's a big enough deal. Most people now spray, they use a Morgan pest control or some sort of company to kind of spray every couple of months but those are almost on every single one but there's other times where plumbing is an issue mold up in the attic yeah. or electrical where plugs aren't working quite right we had one where this cord was just wrapped around in the roof and then just hung on a nail up in the attic yeah
0: and it was live
1: well and, and it's like ooh that and if that, that, that would have fell into the even insulation and in houses that
0: were built in 2020 yeah exactly you know, it's not just houses that were built in 1980 at yep. all um one of the things I and this is not supposed to be the bash the builders episode but <laughs> yeah. a lot of the builders they have they they say oh well with your purchase you're going to have a free home inspection hmm. well why do I want a home inspector that you hired and that you use for every single house that you build they are going to do what's in your favor because a lot of the times I mean, I'm not saying every inspector, but a lot of times they're going to say, "Hey, this is the guy who's giving me all my business. I'm going to continue to make sure he's yep. happy." So, hire somebody. A lot of the, a lot of the inspectors that we work with with at Team Honey, a lot of times what they'll do is, is you know what? Sometimes they do screw the deal over a little bit, but you would rather that than have a phone call from the buyers in three months saying, "Hey, so we just found out that there's been." really bad mold or there's been a big electrical problem why did our inspector not figure that out right mm-hmm. so i mean colton hill is one person here in saint george uh that i would highly recommend for home inspections uh we've got a lot of different home inspectors but uh colton hill is one guy i use we'll put a link in the description to a few yep. other home inspectors i'm but sure we're going to get him
1: on we're going to have guests as yeah, part of the show yeah. so i'm sure that'll be a big one that we'll bring on as a home inspector but I agree 100. It's just it's worth its weight in gold. It is. I've never seen a home inspection where you couldn't find something wrong to either lower the price there will or be get a something credit wrong. back. Yeah, there. yeah, there'll be something wrong, and usually it's not a deal killer. Usually it's just right. a little odds and end button things up, and sometimes even the homeowner didn't know. Other yep. times, sometimes the homeowner does try to maybe hide things, fix things, yep. and they they they're supposed to in their due diligence. Uh, seller disclosures kind of go through what they do know about the home. And that's yep. something else you can send to the home inspector say, Hey, yeah, we had a bathroom flood. Yeah. well, will have them double check it. Just make sure the plumbing is put back together, that the water was cleaned up correctly. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times that people walk through a house and love it, but not get behind the walls, not get in the attic, not get in the crawl space, not get in the
0: areas where it's hidden, especially new homes. I'm not getting up yep. there. Yeah. I don't want to go up <laughs> and see what under, under some of these houses. I, I don't know what I could get bitten by it down there, but this ties a lot into the, uh, why to use a buyer's agent too? Mm. Because I can't tell you how many houses I've gone to and fix the balance springs on windows Mm. and, uh, done little odds and end repairs because I've done it a hundred times on houses that I'm selling. And sometimes you get these little things. It's like, Hey, okay, I can do this. I can, I can, I can make this fix happen. There are certain things where you're going to have to hire a contractor Mm. for, um, with that said, It's another reason why you don't ever want to hire the cheap agent to sell your house because if you hire that cheap agent there's no wiggle room in there for the agent to then help you out Mm. a lot of the times okay let's say i got a five to six percent listing and uh so i'm getting between two and a half to three percent total on on my side of the commission so i say okay you know what we've got a thousand bucks here in in, uh repairs we got to make if this is what's going to make uh the deal go through then i'm going to make it happen Mm. uh that the 18th hole at Sand Hollow, uh, that big house up on the left yeah. of Sand Hollow, yep. uh, huge home It was one of the first homes built out there. I sold that in I want to say 2019 for 1.6 million. Now it's probably worth double that. Yeah, yeah. but uh, great home. Problem was so many of the windows had failed. Uh, there was there was a lot of windows that had failed. Buyers did not want to do a thing. Sellers did not want to do a thing. But the buyers were not going to buy the house unless it happened. Well, it was five grand. And so myself, the other agent, we're sitting here like, okay, so is this whole deal going to fall through because out of 1.6 million, we're not going to be able to come up with this $5,000 for the windows. So the other agent and I talked and we said, okay, I guess it's us. Let's make it happen. So Mm -hmm. because we weren't cheap on the listing, we got a good listing commission out of it. We said, we're going to pay for the windows. We'll make the windows happen. Let's get this deal done. And it finished. Otherwise, we were within 24 hours of that deal falling through. Uh-huh. So yeah. get a home inspection. A home inspection is not there for you to uh, be able to just go nickel and dime the, the sellers. The home inspection is so that you know what you're buying.
1: Yeah, totally. And it's something where their job if you hire the right one obviously is to find something wrong and i guarantee you yeah. they're going to find something they wrong. Will. they will and they'll spend hours in the home those roof you know, when, when you went through and walked through it for 15 20 minutes and the wife was all excited about the kitchen and the bathroom and the bedroom and the location and all that kind of stuff your eyes just kind of yeah. glaze over a little bit there's just something about it whether it's a car or a home i've done that many times where i'm like how did i miss that well and you it know because i didn't have the the time to really go through it. and sometimes you're don't want to waste the time in the agent the seller or whatever and so you just kind of look through it That's where those due diligence points are really important to let somebody that has the eye to see, hey, I I noticed that in the corner or I noticed this or test every faucet, every plug, the furnace, the air conditioner, all that stuff gets tested he'll spend hours in the home trying to find something wrong.
0: And I don't care where you live in the, I I don't care if you live in Egypt. Yeah, (laughs) There is not a place on planet earth that the climate does not, screw with your house a little yeah, bit true. There, there's never been weatherproofing good enough to make every little part of your house mm-hmm. completely climate i mean the climate can't affect you at all so it, where we live here it's this whole week it's been almost 110 degrees yeah. we're in september which if you're moving to st george that's very rare for september yeah. but <laughs> it's usually in the low 90s mid 80s but with that said uh first of all we're still playing golf in this weather uh second of all our houses get a little bit beat up uh sometimes if you got a, if you have any wood on your house if you have a front door and it's a wood front door mm-hmm. it's gonna go every couple of years and you're gonna have to take it off sand it down and redo it so i recommend getting an iron door or uh, some of these uh, some of these new models that they're making are great but the weather is going to affect it no matter where you live and an inspector's going to be able to find that don't expect that just because it's a brand new home don't expect that nothing's happened to the house yep. yet because it's brand new.
1: And they'll throw, usually builders will throw big warranties on it as well. You can get a home home warranty that adds, that does help buffer some of the things that don't get caught. But uh, really big point. This is one of our top five things, get a home inspection. Absolutely. So let's go on to number four. And this is needs versus wants. So I want to kind of elaborate on that. A lot of times people will sit down and they'll create this long list or don't even have a list of what they want and need in a house. And I think it's really important to say, okay, what are the things we need that way it'll help your buyer's agent narrow down the homes that will fit that need first. So then you don't start missing the needs for the wants. And I think it's, it's really crucial to have three to five of, you've got to have a fenced yard. Okay. And don't look at a house that doesn't have a fenced yard, even if it has some other things that you want, The needs have got to take priority, especially when there's a limited market. There's a lot of buyers that are still trying to gobble up the inventory. You do want to make sure you put your best foot forward on the home that will meet your needs as much as your wants and realize wants can come later. You can always add wants later and realize that this might not be the last home. I think too many people shop thinking this is going to be our home forever. No way. The average is about seven years and it's actually moved down to more like five years. Because you'll have kids or job yeah. changes or life events will happen or parents will move in. I mean, things will change with the wants a lot more than the needs. So I would say the need, you really need to
0: find your needs to really make sure you're looking at homes that fit that. And communicate that. Mm-hmm. Communicate everything you possibly can to your realtor. Uh, make sure your realtor knows, hey this person wants a gas stove. They have to have that Mm. backyard that's fenced in. And you know what? I'm gonna send you houses that don't have a gas stove, but I know that they have natural gas to it. And I'm gonna tell you, you know what? If this house doesn't have a gas stove, I'm gonna help you buy a gas stove and make sure you get a gas stove. If it's not plumbed for it, it's actually not really that difficult to get your kitchen plumbed for gas. Um, Especially if there's gas, if there's natural gas in the area, there's some places that you'd have to get a propane tank. But a lot of these places, a plumber can come in and there's a lot of ways for them to get gas into your house so that's one of the common ones a fenced in backyard that's fixable if there's not a fenced in backyard if the hoa or the community allows it then we can get you a fenced in backyard we can make that happen so don't let those things don't let yourself see the perfect home and say oh well it doesn't have that if that option is doable still because you can't buy a new home and inspect to go into that house. And your budget is going to be zero dollars over the next few years to make it exactly how you want it. Sometimes you just are going to have to live for a month or two until you get to the point where you're ready to add that feature that you wanted. But most homes are very upgradable to exactly how you need the things like how many bedrooms it has square footage. That's the type of thing that you got to watch out for. You don't want to say I have to have five bedrooms, but then you find the perfect house with only three bedrooms. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So make sure you're only looking at uh, some of those major unchangeable factors. Only look at that in any of these little odds and ends. I can't tell you how many people they say, I have to have a a house with a bathtub. Okay, well, let's look for a house with a bathtub. Luckily in St. George, most of them have it. But then we get the opposite. I don't want a bathtub. Okay, well, it's not that hard to take the bathtub out if we have to. Mm-hmm. So either way, don't let that be the deciding factor, a small little factor like that to, to decide your your. Buy or not buy. Yeah.
1: And I think too many times people don't do the communication part because they think they're supposed to know how the loan works, how the whole thing works. And I always tell them, you're not supposed to know how all this stuff yeah. works. Don't think that you have to ask us, communicate with us. We want to do the best job we can for you as well. And it makes our job funner when we can have the answers to your questions. When somebody's honest and they finally kind of let their guard down, so to speak, their shoulders kind of drop down. I don't know what that abbreviation means or i don't know what a ccnr is or i don't know what you know and sometimes we get talking quick we get talking and excited and we use our abbreviations and we're in the industry every single day but that's where having those needs and wants to to separate those out a little bit Mm -hmm. helps us to make sure we're finding the right home like you mentioned there may be subdivisions that don't have a fenced yard and you have to go get approval to add the fence That you may not have known about right so that that's really crucial if there's a couple things i've got to have like you said three bedrooms i've got to have an office i've got to have a north-facing house i've got to have the landscaping and the more you own homes the more you'll start finding things you really need and want and that's where as you're new in the process realize that this first home may it won't be your last home there'll be upgrades with kids family jobs things are going to change over the next three to five years But it really is crucial, I think, to really sit down and say, okay, what do we really need? What do we really want? And, you know, what's some bucket list things? And then that way, all of a sudden, boom, when the house does fit all of the more of those boxes than the other ones, it helps you to narrow down, okay, this is the one we want to put our best offer on. This is the one where we really want to get excited about instead of just excited about every house that pops up on the marketplace.
0: And one of the other big ones in St. George we get is they want a place that either has a swimming pool or has Mm, a a community with a swimming pool. Mm -hmm. And so I I hear that we want to make sure we have an HOA and that has a swimming pool and has a community pool. Well, let's say we find you the perfect house, but you maybe don't even have an HOA like Little Valley. Well, remember There in Saint George, we've got Summit Athletic Club has a great pool. You're talking for your family, you could be less than fifty bucks a month. Uh, You got the Washington County Community Center, which is very inexpensive. The, (laughs) The Sand Hollow pool's up there. There's pools all over the place here in town that might. I mean, okay, you might have to get in your car and drive two to three minutes to get to your pool but don't let a little thing like that affect it when if you just look a little bit further out it's right there for you
1: great point we're going over the top five mistakes that buyers make let's do our last one and this kind of ties into that as well and that's not researching the area yeah so i see a lot of times people will get very excited about real estate or a specific home but not research the rules within that neighborhood or How close it is to other amenities, that type of thing. They just get so focused on their search of just looking for a three bedroom, two bath home with this much square footage without looking at what the surrounding areas are like. And I think that misses the boat on, on the importance of using a buyer's agent again, to be able to narrow down which school district you want to be in or how close it is to the mall or the shopping centers or gas or whatever those types of things are. And that's why the biggest factor in real estate is always going to be location. Mm -hmm. You can't move that house. Location, location, location should be one of the first things you look at in real estate yeah. because that'll help your resellability. All the things going down the road, but not research in the area. I'm amazed at how many times people, once they move in, regret that they're close to a freeway they didn't know. Or yeah. we don't have a, we don't really have any rail line here in Washington County. We do have an airport that kind of does fly over some of the area, but it is something where not researching the area or the rules of the neighborhood mm-hmm. is definitely a mistake a lot of buyers make.
0: I see a lot of times where people don't know anything about the HOA before they move in. I say, Hey, I want you to call the, the homeowners association and just talk with the homeowners association before you actually finalize the sale. Mm. Cause that way, any questions that you have, any questions about rules, you can have the actual HOA tell you, Yes, no, maybe so on any of these. Okay. Mm -hmm. So
1: that's a, that's, there's some people that just hate HOAs.
0: There are some that don't
1: really care. And I have rental properties in both. They have benefits and disadvantages, but talking with the management company is crucial because you're going to be dealing with them when there is an issue. Yeah. And they'll always tell you, you know, that one lady in unit 104 (laughs) is the one that all the complaints come from the whole thing. And so sometimes if you know that's your neighbor, maybe that changes your opinion. Like I have a neighbor with that lady. So (laughs) (laughs) it's something where there's always one or two that just have nothing to do, but go around, take a camera and take a photo of your tires sitting in the rocks a little bit, you know, or, or parked wrong or something sitting on the front porch that shouldn't. I mean, that's why I, unfortunately HOAs get bad raps, but there's really good things with HOAs as well.
0: There are. I mean, a lot of the purpose of the a- HOAs and CCRs and is so that the guy next door can't have a Napa Auto Parts and changing everybody's oil out in the front yard and have 15 cars in the driveway, mm. right? That's something that a lot of people would say, this is ideal. I just bought an $800,000 house. Yeah, I don't want to have the entire street covered in old cars getting fixed up all the time.
1: Right. Or you don't want different fences or different colors or different. Yeah. There's a lot of things that people will do that at least has a, a baseline. Now, sometimes they go too far with making them so restrictive that yeah. you can't do anything with them. But and, and here's the thing, you realize the homeowners association is the other homeowners. It is. Yeah. There is maybe a management company that just helps manage the rules or collecting payments. Get on, and, the, and, get
0: on the board. Get on the HOA,
1: HOA board. I'm amazed how many people don't go to the meetings. They yeah. get the letter all the time and they just sign the proxy or they don't yeah. show up get involved get involved and in, and in, in not only that you'll know your neighbors a little bit
0: better it'll be more of a community feel you make with it, it better you're just making the whole neighborhood better because there's a budget within that neighborhood and you get to s- decide what yep. what that's going to be spent on and
1: when you're more involved with it you'll see okay hey i didn't realize it was costing this neighborhood twenty thousand right. dollars a year for the landscaping right or the pool keeps breaking or the amenities that that are in those subdivisions are all controlled and governed, and there's rules by the state that you have to have a little bit of a reserve account if something does go wrong so they're not it, it, they'll show you the budget where everything's going every single and once you start seeing it you'll realize okay they're doing a pretty good job with this it and, is always a perspective the people that are yelling the most on facebook don't have the perspective of working at the restaurant yeah. or working with the hoa or working on the car you know things like that now does that mean all hoas are perfect no because no no humans are perfect, but it is something where it is, the more you can get involved with it, the more you see the inner workings of it, and the more I I respect HOAs a lot more seeing the ins and outs of how they work.
0: Well, and when we talk about researching the neighborhood, you also need to understand that, A, we're not talking about... realtors can't talk about a lot of things with with neighborhoods they've made a lot of rules with real with realtors and the uh um just fair housing act i mean we can't say hey oh this neighborhood has a whole bunch of gangs we uh we got to be very careful in terms of a lot i think it's a religious thing too right you can't basically say it's really near a certain you can't and yeah so I would encourage you to do your own research on that. And again, by talking to neighbors, uh, there's some things that I'm going to be able to tell you, of course, about the neighborhood. I can tell you, I'll tell you anything you want to know about the HOA, the CC&Rs. But and rs
1: cc and rs are the rules, right? The, yeah. the covenants and rules, just so we know yep. the abbreviations for people. And now how about with school districts? Are you able to say, yeah. okay, oh, of course, which school of course. district or which is the closest school, hospital, Correct. that type of thing? Okay. Yeah,
0: that, that's all good. W- what I'm saying is stuff like, oh, well, this guy lives right there. And I know he went to jail for a few years, a few, uh, because he did something mean, or maybe that guy over there, he's a homosexual and you don't want to live next to them. Mm. Stuff like that, of course is, first of all, it doesn't even need to be said, but it, that's stuff you got, you got to be a little bit more careful of with your, with, with the agents and agents need to watch out for that too, because, um, a lot of times we'll, I'll see in listings, They'll say, Oh, this is a great family house. You're not even allowed to put that in your listing anymore. You're not even allowed to say, oh, this is a house perfect for a family. Oh, well, you discriminate against people who are not families. Mm. What if some single man wants to come in and his family all died 30 years ago? And so there's a lot of things we got to be careful of in terms yeah. of that. So do your research. And I think the best way of doing that is talking to the HOA, talk to the neighbors. Uh, but there's a very big difference between the CC&Rs, rules and regulations, and then the uh, uh, the city ordinances. Mm. So a lot of the a times... A lot of times they're layered. They so are. You've got
1: The city ordinances are or kind of the base, and then they add yep. on top of it. Yeah, absolutely. But... Th-
0: an HOA usually can't change the city ordinances, mm-hmm. so so just know you, you're you not going to be able to uh, get into a place and be like, oh, well, this place lets me do this, so I'm going to go around the the city. The city is kind of the end all with everything. Yep. Like so. I said, usually
1: the city will be the, the baseline, and then if the ordinance changes that, that's usually when it becomes an issue. They usually yep. just add to it, so the city will have a sign ordinance, for instance. Yep whether it's yard sales or whether it's stuff like that, that you can only have certain things. And then the CCRs is going to say, nope, we don't even want those
0: in at yeah. all. There's so, a lot of neighborhoods here that I can't even put my for sale sign out there. Yeah. It might have to be in the window or no sign at all. Yep. Uh, I see those rules broken a lot, but uh, I guess. yeah. The city, the sign ordinance
1: is probably, I've been on the chamber of commerce. I've been involved in the community. That's funny how often that sign ordinance comes up yeah. because I think they'll got it figured out and somebody will come up with some clever way of, putting a sign on a building or something like that, that kind of isn't specifically addressed. So they have to go back and change it and depends on the mayor and, you know, and the the city council who's a little more pro favor on signage and who's against. So it's probably one of the big ones, but I would say another big one is VRBOs rental, being able to do long-term rental versus short-term rental on some of these communities. They'll have restrictions that say you can't, or you have to be on a waiting list because they don't want too many renters in a certain subdivision because then it just, Noise becomes more of an issue or density becomes an issue or they just don't take care of the home quite as well as rental as they do if it's their primary. So you will want to check those out, especially when you think your long term goal is to turn that home into a rental. Eventually, you want to get on those lists or you just want to make sure you're aware of them. But that that's where that research, you get so in love with the home. You want to do some of that that extra, while, while the home inspector is doing his thing on the home, you should be doing your thing on the neighborhood, how far it is away from schools and yeah, stuff like that. where you want to be. I think that's crucial. So, hope everybody enjoyed the Clear to Close podcast. Today, we talked about the top five mistakes that buyers make. I uh, look forward to doing
0: our next episode coming up in a few days. Yeah, let us know what other mistakes you've seen or, mm-hmm. or, or heard of, and we'd love to... To have more conversations about this and what else we can do to help make buyers' lives a little bit easier.
1: Yeah, so click and subscribe and add comments. If there's one you think we missed, we'd love to address it and be involved with the uh, comments. So appreciate you listening.
0: Okay, thanks so much.